We thank you so much that we have the privilege of knowing Christ as our Lord and also our Savior, that you have brought us into this holy communion, that we can have a fellowship with you, Lord, that we can know you, that you have made yourself known to us through your word, and that we can share that together with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray that we would continue to abide in you and in your word so that we would walk in the spirit, that we would encourage one another in the faith, um, and that we would also recognize, Lord, that it is good for us to follow you, whether through thick or through thin, and to recognize that the fellowship that you call us into as believers and followers of Christ is distinct from that of this world. May we see that more clearly from our time together today. May you bless our, t our time together, and may it honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so before Mark teaches, um, we have asked Titus to share a um, brief testimony of his experience going through membership. So, Titus? Hi, I'm Titus. I'm just going to share my experience through the membership process. Um, the membership process for me at first, it was really intimidating just because um, growing up in the church, I never really understood what membership was. Um, at, in my perceptions, in the beginning, it was, it was like a style of a town hall where people would gather together just to vote um, over like certain decisions or, like, such as like finances or how to utilize resources. So in my mind, that was what church membership was. But ever since coming to Lighthouse and going through the membership process, um, I was able to learn what like what membership truly was. And um, ultimately, it's it's God's calling for us to be committed to a local body of Christ, um, which He has created for us, um, just as it says in Matthew sixteen eighteen. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Um, so that was. The biggest theme I took away from the membership process of just what it means to be committed to a church and being committed to a church and a body of Christ. Uh, it involves many responsibilities, such as uh, serving for the church, submitting to the shepherding of the elders, and holding and being held accountable by other members of the church. Um, and it seems like a lot of things, but in the end, it's God's commandment um, for us and instruction on how to be faithful servants to him, embodying Christ's love to God and those around us. Um, and after becoming a member... Um, I've been very thankful to just to God for how he's provided this family for me, um, which has helped me to grow in Christ-likeness and just draw near to him and trust in him in any circumstance or trial that I've been placed in. Um, and I guess an encouragement for, for all of you uh, that I have is um, for those who are considering membership um, is just to ultimately understand that this is God's commandment for us and that it is his desire for us to be part of his house. Um, and it truly is a family that is held together by God and lives to bring glory to his name. So, thank you. No Titus last year. I got to know him indirectly through Alyssa's membership interview. See, that's one of the blessings of membership. But Alyssa let me know she was dating this man named Titus and I didn't know who he was, so I had to stalk him and find out who he was. Not really, just a little. But anyways, um, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, maybe I can open our time in a word of prayer and then just sort of let you guys know a little bit 
um, about what we're going to do for the next, Lord willing, 45 minutes, okay? So um, let's pray, shall we? Lord Jesus, thank you just for who you are. Thank you for every person who's here in this room at this time. We just thank you for gathering us together, that we're able to just enjoy you, enjoy the fellowship of a meal together with you and with one another, the opportunity to get to know one another. Uh, Lord Jesus, you just do a marvelous and wonderful work. And so I just ask, Lord, that this time would be a blessing to each person in this room, not because of us, because of what we do, but because of you. And would you just minister to each one with wherever they've been, whatever challenges there have been. Lord, may this be a time of encouragement that they might walk out knowing you more than they did when they came in. And that's for me too. In your name we pray, amen. Once a month, we're going to do this, what we call Harvest and Hospitality. And this afternoon, what I'd like to do is just sort of share with you what Harvest and Hospitality is about to take the next 30 minutes. I always say 30 minutes, but it ends up being longer with me. So if you pray for your pastor, that he'll be able to end in a timely way. And then after that, we want to break up into small groups um, with members of our Harvest and Hospitality uh, team and just have a chance to hear from you one prayer request and maybe one thing that you're thankful to the Lord for so that we can pray for you and together with you. Because the purpose of this ministry, Harvest and Hospitality, ultimately our desire is to see you all grow in Christ. And the idea of Harvest and Hospitality, it, it comes from the Bible. Can I have my first slide? Is that doable, team? Okay. Um, it is specifically designed for people who are new to this church, whether you're a collegian who's new, who's new to the area, whether you're visiting the church, whether you're thinking about membership, even if you're here for a month to two months and you're planning on moving on. You know, the heartbeat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is where harvest and hospitality comes from. Jesus talks to his disciples about sending out workers to bring in the harvest that the Lord has provided. And he's talking about people who the Lord is doing a work in and who the Lord has shepherded the disciples to come and care for them. Okay? And part of the extension of that, and the care, of course, is with the good news of Jesus Christ, is hospitality. And we see that exemplified in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's life. He washed his disciples' feet. He put on, uh, took off his robes and put on a towel like a waiter and a menial servant to wash his disciples' feet. But he also spoke to a woman at a well in Samaria, uh, someone who came from a culture that had no contact with Jews and they looked at each other in a despised way. And yet he reached out and as I shared with the Harvest and Hospitality team this morning, the word uh, for hospitality is philozenos in Greek. Philo, from which we get Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, but xenos is strangers. Now, you've heard the term xenophobia maybe because that's the term that's used for racism. You're afraid of strangers or people who are different than you, okay? But in scripture, hospitality is an expression of the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ is that he left his home in heaven. He came down and lived as a stranger and a foreigner in this world. He lived there and he did so for us and he was actually rejected, humiliated, and persecuted as an other person all right? But he did it out of love for us so that his death would be a sacrifice for our sins, that we would be forgiven, and that he could make us children of God, and then with his resurrection to give us a new life in his kingdom as part of the household of God, to be part of his family. 
That's the gospel story. It's the good work that Jesus has done. And as you think about it, a lot of that has to do with hospitality. So hospitality in its best sense, which comes up as a repeated command throughout the New Testament and is exemplified by Jesus, is a love of strangers. And God calls his people to love strangers because he reminds them in the Old Testament, well, you were slaves in Egypt. You were foreigners. And you know what it's like to be discriminated against, treated poorly, treated as other. And I loved you and I took you and I made you my own. And if you've really appreciated my grace and your life has been changed by me, how can you not go to someone who is different than you, someone who's suffering, someone who's struggling, someone who's other, the least among them, and not give them a cold cup of water in my name and love them and bring them in, okay? Now, I want to make a distinction here. Hospitality doesn't save anybody. Christ saves people. And it's not a ministry where we're starting food kitchens and going out to try and draw people in so that they meet Jesus. We're not here to hold a carrot, okay, and induce people and give out free iPads at the back and pack the, pack the house and then hope that some of those people that they're coming for a carrot are going to come to know Jesus. In fact, when we do that, we've distorted the gospel. We've reversed it. The beauty of our gospel is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He came for us. Okay? And so harvest and hospitality is, is meant to really, the heart behind it is for people who aren't yet members of the church and who might not become members. Maybe you're stationed here to work for two to three months. Maybe you're here in the last semester of your college uh, career here. Okay, We really still want to share Christ with you. We want to care for you and we want to be an encouragement to you throughout your time here. Okay, it's discipleship at the door. That's really the idea and the mindset. And harvest and hospitality, as you see up here in how our churches.